Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today I'm talking to my friend Jovanka about her home country, which is New Zealand. And Jovanka, New Zealand is a small country. It's on the other side of the world from where a lot of people live. So how would you describe it to somebody who didn't know much about it? So uh, what I would probably say first is that it's a really beautiful country. So because it's not that heavily populated, we only have a population of approximately 4.5 million people. Um, there is lots of space and there's lots of greenery, lots of trees, um, beautiful, beautiful beaches. And so, yeah, the natural landscape, I think, is one of the number one um, features that I would tell people about. Uh, the people we have, uh, so the indigenous culture in New Zealand are called Māori. Uh, we have three official languages there. So we have uh, Te Reo Māori. Uh, English and also sign language is recognized as an official language in New Zealand. Wow, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> but So firstly, New Zealand is made up of two islands or two main islands, I guess the North Island and the South Island. Are they very different? Do people identify with their island or is it more just two parts of one whole? Good question. Uh, so I think if you're from, yeah, I think people do identify with either being a North Islander or a South Islander. Uh, the main difference is that the South Island is very sparsely populated, so there's under a million people living there, so most of the population lives in the North Island, which means that a lot of the South Island is made up of small towns, apart from we have Christchurch, which is our biggest city, which is only about half a million people, and Dunedin, which is, has about 30,000 people. Those are the two biggest cities in the South Island of New Zealand. And I think Southern, I'm from the North Island, um, but when I do meet people from the South Island, they are very uh, passionate about the fact that they're from the South Island. So yeah, there's definitely some regional pride there. And the South Island, if I'm not mistaken, is considered the more beautiful of the two islands? Ooh, um, <laughs> I don't. There's different landscape. I don't quite know if you, I think... Um, there's a lot more rainforest in the South Island. There are different parts in the North Island of New Zealand. Uh, in the far north, there are amazing um, beaches. So I think there's probably more diverse landscape in the South Island, um, probably more to see. Um, some might say it's more beautiful, but um, yeah, I, I would say there's more to see there. So yeah, more beautiful natural landscape, but I don't think I, don't think I could quite go as far as saying it's more beautiful. Fair enough. And so you can see some of this um, <laughs> island patriotism coming out here. Um, so you did mention the Maori culture. And so this is a very distinct and unique culture. What can you say about it? Right. So um, if I were to describe Maori, the Maori culture to people that have never uh, seen anything from it before. Uh, so Māori are very, uh, so they identify with the land a lot. So when they talk about their ancestry, mountains and rivers are part of their heritage, are part of their um, genealogy when they when they talk about, uh, when they introduce themselves to other people. So place is really important to them. Um, they have traditional, so they set up, um, traditionally they live in villages so they have their traditional meeting houses which are called marais and there are still many many marais um, around the country and that's uh, where 
people from different tribes if they they uh, so their tribe is from a specific region if they have an occasion or if there's a funeral or a wedding or something they'll all go to that meeting house the marae to to meet up so there are they have traditional uh, waiata which are songs uh, probably lots of people know the haka from or have seen the haka which is a Māori like war dance that the our New Zealand rugby team do before a rugby game so uh, there's yeah there's quite a lot of traditional parts to it but it's probably a bit of a big discussion to get into unless you unless you yeah unless there's anything specific. Um, so if you look at the other British post-settler colonial societies, and I'm thinking about Australia, the United States, and Canada compared with New Zealand, it seems like New Zealand has done a better job of in- integrating or incorporating its indigenous culture with its European settlers than those other three countries. Do you think that's fair, or do you think, you know, do you think there's good harmony between the indigenous people and the European settlers? So, um, I think we've done a better job than a lot of countries. One of the big reasons for that is that the Indigenous Māori signed a treaty with the British colonisers in 1847, which is called the Treaty of Waitangi, where uh, the Indigenous people um, was, were, got equal rights to land and so on and so forth. There are, obviously, um, there are issues with that because... Um, Britain didn't honour a lot of that treaty, so we still have a lot of issues. And there's also institutional like racism from having like a British monarchy. So I, th- I don't. There are a lot of issues with so Indigenous people still having equality, but compared to other countries like Canada and Australia and yeah, uh, other countries, the Indigenous people have. Uh, have yeah we've we've done a better job of, of having a more harmonious relationship but a big part of that is something that I mentioned before so that Māori people still have their marais they still have their places and whereas in other countries like Australia and Canada they've put indigenous people on reservations which doesn't like in, incorporate you into society in any way you lose all of your land rights is yeah so I think that that's a really big um, distinct distinguishing factor between yeah how things have been done differently yeah okay and you mentioned the New Zealand rugby team which is a very famous team called the mm-hmm. All Blacks beyond the sport if, even if you're not interested in rugby do you feel that New Zealanders are very proud of the All Blacks because you're a small country they're the best team in the world and have been for many years um, is that really part of even the identity of New Zealander that they have this amazing rugby team I think so, yeah. So when, so for example, when we got knocked out of the World Cup like in 2000, and I think it was 2004, was it? Um, there was a bit. There was kind of like they talked about a national depression. Like everyone was, you know, really quite dumbfounded because we we never get knocked out that early on. So I think even though even if you don't like rugby, and there's lots of people that don't, uh, you still that's still something that's quite uh, I think immersive accomplishment that we did like there that they are so formidable and we're from a population of four million people it's pretty cool and that uh getting knocked out of the world cup uh if it's the one i'm thinking of it was at the hands of australia uh Uh, which leads quite neatly into the next point so from the australian point of view australia has a friendly rivalry with new zealand um obviously we're friends and allies but on the sporting field we're rivals how do you see it from the new zealand perspective (laughs) So I think uh, I think it's like the 
big brother, little brother, or inferiority complex syndrome because I don't. So I know that when I talk to lots of Australians, they don't really care about, um, yeah, New Zealanders, but we we definitely have a rivalry, so we don't, yeah, like to be mistaken for Australians or compared <laughs> to, yeah, Australians. So I think for New Zealanders, there's a bit more of, um, yeah, there's we definitely, I think, um, yeah, have a little. No, I don't, I wouldn't go as far as saying ill feeling, but there's a little bit of, you know, uh, national rivalry there, I think, between the countries. We definitely, yeah. I remember when I, when, I, <laughs> <laughs> when I went to New Zealand, which was many years ago, um, they were referring to Australia as the West Island of New Zealand, just as a, a kind of joke, because you have the North Island and the South Island, mm-hmm. and then you have this huge island mm-hmm. to the West, um, which is Australia. So uh, just quickly, if someone was going to go to New Zealand um, for tourism, what are some of the places that they should really hit? Okay, so you need to go to the so Northland. There are some beautiful, be- beautiful beaches. So there's a place called the Bay of Islands, which is really lovely. Uh, Coromandel is another peninsula on the North Island. There's a lot of secluded beaches, and it's super gorgeous. Uh, if you're interested in Māori culture, there's a couple like there's a really touristy place called Rotorua, which is in the middle of the North Island, and that's got um, thermal bubbling mud pools and a whole heap in hot pools and a whole heap of uh, interesting geographic features as well. South Island, uh, Queenstown is pretty spectacular with mountains. Wanaka, west coast of the South Island, there's Fiordland. There's yeah, amazing, amazing national parks. If you're into tramping, you should definitely go there. There's some amazing multi-day hikes and things that you should do. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you very much for telling us about New Zealand. Thanks for listening to English in Ten Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.